Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. And across the computer is my my new buddy. Are we friends yet, Daniela? Or we're still acquaintances? Where are we on this relationship? We're getting there. <laughs> That's you're not even answering. So we're still in acquaintance land. I'm still in acquaintance land with you. It's okay. It's all right. I'm just, you're warming up. I'm 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 warming up to you. You're warming up. I'm getting there. Can I call you? So everybody out there, Danielle is a little bit under the weather, but she's a trooper. She's hanging in there, and uh, she wants not to. Not gonna her stop me from drinking though. <laughs> she wants to meet her, the guests tonight. Um, but you said you're an acquired taste. I like that. I am. Not everyone likes me. <laughs> But when you do, you do, you know. So like I when, a, when you're dating a guy, is it like, is it a lot of work 
to entertain you? Is that what it is? I get bored very easily. That's one thing. I can be very bratty. That's that's for sure. I think as grown of a woman as I am, I am probably like a nine-year-old child sometimes. <laughs> You're a you bit know, spoiled. don't disturb me early in the morning. I, I need my naps. <laughs> do, do you know that's one of my favorite things to like wake people up in the morning? Because I'm up early at work all the time and I want people to suffer like me. I feel like when you text me good morning, all I hear is good morning, good morning. And I just want to be like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you like, know, you're right. It's too damn early. And you're like, well, you're up. And I'm like, I know I don't want to be up right now. <laughs> Listen. Just with two different people living I'll in the get, same I'll space. I'll get there. I'll get there. You're getting there. I'll get there. All right. I want to get to our guest because I'm excited. He's kind enough to come on the show. But got a few things for you, my friend. Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, and Courtney Cox are destroyed over Matthew Perry. We are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just classmates. Our castmates. We are a family. Um... We're going to take a moment to grieve and process this loss. What'd you think of Matthew Perry? Were you a friend's person growing up? Oh, hell yeah. One stinky cat, smelly cat was like my Phoebe thing. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm a Phoebe. Like she's a required taste. Yeah. I feel like I'm a Phoebe. But I like, did they ever, what, what did he pass away from? Is it out yet? Or no? No, they were doing the autopsy. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things that people are claiming could have happened. I mean, I, I, know, was... I know he suffered. He suffered a lot of like depression. I know. I think he actually had a, like an eating disorder. He was fluctuating up and down with the show. I remember reading stuff like that back in the day. Like that's what I'm curious about. Is like, was it? I mean, he wasn't an old at all. But like, was it a natural cause? Was it self-inflicted? Like, what Like what happened? I think sometimes if you go through so much drug abuse or alcohol abuse, you know, you, you wear on the body, and then it does become a natural cause, I guess. It's sad, he, regardless. I think he had a problem, though. I never heard anything about that. I know he had, like, an eating disorder. No, I he had a that. major drug addiction, major alcoholism. Damn. Yeah. He recovered. He was fighting, you know, he was fighting back. Uh, he wrote a book, but unfortunately, I don't know. I loved him. He was, like, the epitome of, like, my sarcasm humor. Like, you were like, oh, I get that. Like, yeah. he always had, like, those good one-liners. that only, like, I felt a certain amount of people could be like, fuck, yeah, that was funny. Like, did you feel jealous? Did you feel jealous like you wanted to be with people like friends? Those Like you wanted friends to be your friends? Did I want friends to be my friends? Yeah, like when you watch, like, like, I wish I had friends like that. I just said every time you text me in the morning, I hear this song. I don't think I could have been a friend. <laughs> yeah, you'd be. I don't think I could have been a friend. You'd be the bitchy friend. <laughs> I would be the bitchy friend. I feel like I'd be like that, like uptight Monica type. Like, yeah. just like, ah! they'd, be like they'd be like, oh, there's Daniela ruining the party again. Ah, oh. ah, oh, here she goes with her bitching. <laughs> Let's leave the coffee house and go party, everyone. Oh, she wants to go party again. Um, 
little wrestling things before we get to our guest. Documentary came out on Peacock about a, a super fan named Vladimir. And growing well, up, when awesome I. That's an awesome fucking name. It is a pretty awesome <laughs> name, isn't it? I love that name. I used to go to the garden all the time. And, it, you know, when I was younger. And I used to see him there. And I always wondered, like, how he got these seats all the time. I, it was like. It was crazy. You know but, somebody. <laughs> well, the point. I know you didn't see the documentary, but when I watched it, it's like his life was revolved around wrestling, not women. Like he worked to buy wrestling and his, and his mother too. He really loved his mother a lot. Um, I guess my question to you, besides obviously your children, right? Have you ever loved something so much? Like, like a passion, like music or, you know, I don't um, know. I definitely, I definitely have always been a, a concert goer. Um, my ex, my children's father, we used to actually travel to go see Dave Matthews. Oh, nice. We'd go to Seattle, we'd go to Washington. Like, I'm definitely like a, a concert person. Um, Kings of Leon, I've traveled to see them. Like, when you go, not where it's like just out of convenience, you know, you have a passion for it. And there are like dedicated people like that. I met a couple of super fans that they're like, oh, I'm from the UK. I go to every, and like wrestlers were introducing it. Yeah, yeah, they're at all our shows. And I'm like, yo, like that's a lot of money just to go to like SummerSlam and like, you know, all these things. Like, what do you do for a living? <laughs> like, what is your secret? Well, that was it's my like, question oh, all the time was like, how does this guy afford this? But I guess if you just save your money and that's all you do, it's affordable, I guess. I wonder, I wonder if any wrestlers, like, because they saw his dedication and his passion, his love, like, I wonder if, like, some of them, like, hey, I got tickets for you. Get your airfare. These seats are waiting for you. Because I know they can put seats in people's names. Well, I'm interested to ask Aaron that, right? Because I'm sure Aaron wrestled at the Garden numerous times. I wonder if he knew Vladimir or if he saw Vladimir. I know a lot of the wrestlers... They knew him after a while. He was always in that same seat all the time. So, and I think they recognized. And this that. is on Peacock. On Peacock, yeah. You got Peacock, don't you? I liked watching. I watched that wrestling Netflix one, so I'll definitely watch this one. I do, right. I like I like learning about this stuff. Report back. I will. <laughs> I don't know how you wear sunglasses doing this shit. I feel crazy. I feel like Corey Hart, sunglasses at night. <laughs> listen, well, that's what, well, we won't even get into that. That was another show you used to call us that we're feuding with. Um, <laughs> next next Saturday, you're here in New York. Monty meets Petro. Live in studio. Abe gets to meet you in person. The owner of the station gets to meet you in person. We're at the big Yo, event. run for the hills, guys. Just run. <laughs> I got again. I got to wake you up at, you know, pick you up at eight o'clock in the morning for the big event. But we're, you know, we're promoting Monty and the Pharaoh. We've oh got. Oh God! Tone... You're gonna be picking me up for the event. That's gonna be horrible. I know. I'm not even gonna talk to you. I, I promise. I won't even talk to you. I'm not. I don't want to be in a bad mood. I'm gonna be like the devil wears Prada. Just, <laughs> just no speaking. <laughs> not yet. It's not eleven yet. <laughs> but we've got uh, Sunny Beach at the table with us. Tony Atlas will be at our table. Asking all the fans come up, say hello. Phil DeCesare say he's going to drop by, so that'd be fun. You got to meet Phil. Yeah. Finally. Look Finally. At him. Is he going to be sitting on his lap? 
<laughs> Upcoming shows. He wore sunglasses show- tonight, too. He did. Upcoming shows I on November it. 11th when we're done with the big event. We've got Magnum TA in studio. You and I will be interviewing the Nasty Boys and the Orient Express. And that's Sunday you fly out, but um, I'll be interviewing Paul London and cheerleader Melissa after I drop you off at the airport. Don't worry. I got you covered. You'll be giving me that boot out the car real fast. (laughs) Oh, you'll be calling me like, who are you? (laughs) No, then you'll be like, it's too early. (laughs) I'd like to thank the band that sings a theme song for Monty Nefaro, own Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner, Bark Riggs. Make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, and Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Spotify, Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, where over 150,000 people watch us weekly, channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 and Saturday at 11.30 a.m., and Channel 20 at Tuesdays at 7 p.m., where you'll see the reduced version of our guest tonight. Um, We're also part of something called the Intuitive Network. That's I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E Network. It's a free app. Have you checked that app out, Daniela? I have, because you know why? If it's free, it's for me. (laughs) That's it. That is all. And we are the Anchor Show. Are you are you getting used to watching yourself every week? Do you critique yourself at this point? Actually, I watch myself with one of my besties, and then I let her critique, and then I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, maybe I need to slow down when I drink on the show. <laughs> She's rough. She like, you... no sense. Did she rough you up a bit or what? She always does. She's like, Marty, do you know what you're talking about? I'm like, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Ah, we'll be right back. With, I'm really honored this gentleman is going to come on to the show, Aaron Stevens. Um, I'm just really excited. He's lucky I'm under the weather. I'm, I'm behaving tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that might we'll be a see. good idea. We'll find out. Maybe he doesn't want you to behave. Who knows? But we'll be right I'll back. I'll let him initiate. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know? Have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Manscaped, dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That you see. These caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all all I have. And that's all I want. That's the So Manscaped. There's a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to uh, go do a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that yeah. I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that. Plane? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. yeah, oh, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. <laughs> the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro. You're like, whoa. Wow. Like, yeah, like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage. to get He's through. a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him an yeah, Not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I, I, there you listen, go. I couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't say. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A uh, dropkick. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We're welcoming our special guest, Mr. Aaron Stevens. How are you, sir? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, uh, a nice background. On. I need to do something like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm, I'm kind of a minimalist. So I, um, well, I mean, when it comes to my, my background, that is. So, yeah, I just, you know, why not um, keep so it simple, modest right? of you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I want to congratulate you, sir, on your NWA making that television deal. Congratulations. It seems like you oh, may you. be a good luck charm in pro wrestling. Um, you know what? Uh, I would hardly call myself that, but thank you, uh, uh, especially if you look at my career. But I, um, I've been with the NWA since the beginning of, um, you know, they call it the Lightning One era or the, you know, the Billy Corgan era, what have you. And... Um, it's just really cool because we've had ups, you know, when we were on the scene, it was 2019, um, pre-COVID, of course, but we had such a strong show. And like anything, you know, COVID derailing things and um, what have you, right? Like we had to <clears throat> start over. And sticking with the NWA and being part of that process from like what we were to the rebuilding process to what we are now, it's been extremely rewarding, and we just had, uh, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, the best pay-per-view we have ever done as a company. And it was, uh, of course, uh, Sawin from Cleveland. And, man, people are still talking about it, and the numbers are showing that it is the best pay-per-view. And I think um, now, like, with ticket sales up, we have our TV taping in Nashville on Saturday. Uh, excuse oh, me. I and then we it. also have... 
It's a great town, isn't it? It is amazing. Such good vibes. That's yeah, and then where are you at? Like that. Where are you at right now? Oh, I'm in Tampa, Florida. Oh, uh -huh, Tampa. We're, like, oh, we're, yeah. we're getting a little hood around here. So, so no, no. A little bit. Oh, no, no. Tampa was, I lived in Tampa for seven years. You do not have to tell me anything. I, yeah, I am all about Tampa. <laughs> so you know. Ebor City, Castle was my hangout. Still is. I was actually oh, there. In did you just say the castle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are naughty. <laughs> oh, I. Mm. I uh, yeah. Oh, I gotta tell uh, you about that, Mike. You, you, I gotta inform you about the castle. <laughs> well, now that you guys are it's talking about Tampa, Aaron, Daniela was telling me that if you're a man in Tampa, you don't date anybody over thirty, right? Thirty is considered like a old Chevrolet, I'm a classic car. A classic car. Is that true? Here's the thing. Again, I, as my in-ring career would um, be an example of, like, I have always marched to the tune of my own drummer. And I do not date. If a woman is, like, more than two years younger than me, I, I just don't have it. Not not that I have, like, a MILF thing, but, you know, I, um, I, I like to date either around my age group. I mean, no more than, like, five years older and, uh, and no more than two years younger. Well, I got I got to agree with you, it's right? Just me. Like the younger girl could be really hot, but what are you talking to them about, right? You know, they're talking about Barbie dolls, and you, you want to talk politics, right? Well, no, no, because you know what, I, I so I, I have this Catholic guilt thing, which is I'm not going to get into it here, <laughs> but uh, I, I just like to me, I, I to say, hey, like let's. Let's go hang out. Let's do whatever. If you are so much younger than me, I just feel like I'm robbing the cradle. And mm. that's just, again, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, anything. Um, it's just something that I personally, like, I'm, I'm not into. I'm, I'm actually pretty picky. I've only had, if I'm, like, two serious girlfriends in my whole life, and I've never had a relationship last longer than, like, two years, maybe. But, um, and that's only because of my nomadic lifestyle. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, I'm sure that there could be a Damn, whole show dedication. Corn. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what? He, yeah, he said he's speaking my love language. I date a woman that is my age. <laughs> no, because it's just like the cat. That is, a, like, oh, that is unfounded then, you know, here. No, I mean, I've, I've hung out with, um, let's say, like, for a brief time, um, ladies that were older than me um and that's fine but like uh i've never hung out with anyone uh two years or younger mm. i like so you. look you just got more info on me in about like five minutes so whatever y'all are doing you well you, you, you're this, this not the most revealing interview but you know what <laughs> You know what? You have taught me something so daniella i don't think i could bring you up to new york i can't hang out with you you're too young for me no, no, no. Hey, man, do you. Like, I'm just, hey, you got to get it where you fit in, man. I'm not trying to, you know, I ain't trying to, like, sling shade or anything like that. I you, can't you get them young. Do you. I can't get them old. I just, I, I'm, okay, I'm done. Let's it out. it out. I'm only kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. So we, we, we met each other through the world-famous psychic Gary, who was on the show, I don't know, a couple of months ago.
I, I wanted to tell you this story. Gary gave me the New York Pick 4 numbers on the show. I played them. They came out boxed, but I still won three grand. What do you think of that? I'm not wow. surprised. No, I, I'm i not surprised. Uh, Gary, him and uh, Virginia, they are dear, dear friends of mine and have been dear friends of mine for a very long time. And it's just, like, I, I have a very strange life. Uh, like, I, I just like the eclectic group of um, of friends that I've amassed over the years. Like, I, again, and, you know, Gary is just like, we, we had breakfast uh, last week. Uh, I was in Massachusetts for my cousin's wedding, and, like, him and Virginia, his wife, we went, had breakfast. I was going to go to the show, but I, I couldn't. I had a family commitment. And, um, but, yeah, he, he's just wonderful. And, like, it, it's interesting because to me, like, people – and, and I, I get it. I completely understand. Yes, like, oh my God, this guy just gave me the winning numbers. Um, that like, it, it's incredible. It's amazing. But like, when you've seen enough times, you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, it's Gary. Like, what, what's he gonna do? Like, right? Pick random numbers? No, he's, <laughs> you know, he's he's a very very um, talented uh, psychic uh, medium. Um, but more than that, he is just a wonderful human being. As is his family. Well, obviously, you know him better I than I do. Be I need to meet him. Yep. Like, I, oh, need, I need yeah. him to he's... tell me about what's going on in my life. <laughs> and, and oh, it, he will. Aaron, if you didn't know it, that is my co-host, Miss Daniela Petro. I want to introduce you. Nice to you. meet you, Daniela. How are you? I was gonna. I was gonna like, say in a short time, now. I spoke to Gary and his wife. You could just tell what good people they were. Had a long conversation. Oh, yeah. Really, just wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. Yeah, that was right. Um, right, or, or that was like the day that Wyndham passed, right? Or um, excuse me, right? Yes, um, it was. Yeah, yes. that was. Yeah, but that was a. Uh, oh man, what a uh, what a tragedy that was! I don't want to um, take care of the room, but it's just you know one one of those things that. And then you know being in the wrestling business really since I was sixteen, you become all too familiar with people close to you and, and a lot of your friends passing. And to be very frank, you develop a numbness. And I'm I'm not the only one, believe me. Like, there, there's a certain kind of defense mechanism when it happens so much. But every now and then, you know, when, when somebody uh, untimely passes away, um, it, it just, it, it becomes just like, you know, like all that goes away because with um, with Wyndham, you know, I I was at barbecues at his houses. We went like to kids' birthday parties. We went to concerts together. Like like me and my girlfriend, him and his wife. Um, like I knew the kids. I knew it was just it was a horrible passing. And and for um, you know, for his family, for for Mike and Stephanie, his parents, um, you know, JoJo, his wife, and and um, just his kids and and. Well, Bo, uh, his brother, I, I just, my, my heart is still broken over it. Being a devout Christian like you are, does it make it a little easier when you lose someone like that? Or, um, you know, again, um, yes, in the sense of if, if we're here, and I, I am, I'm very spiritual, like, like a lot of people, like I've, um, I, and I obviously like I do like I, I do a lot of stuff like with um, 
some Catholic networks and everything like that. And, but I'm also a very real person. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm very much a, uh, a human being. I, again, as a Catholic, I take advantage of the sacrament of confession a lot, let's say. Um, and, and I do try to do better. I probably confessed a lot when you lived in Tampa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a few more rosaries to say before my penance is up on the end. Um, but, um, but, but, but having, like I said, that, that, that core spiritual belief, right? Cause I, again, I don't want to get too deep, but I, I truly believe as humans, you know, spirituality, it's, it is God's language to us or, or, or even like religion, right? Where, um, we can say hello or hola or buenos dias or konnichiwa, right? They all mean the same thing, but, you know, they have different languages. So with different people, you know, you have Christianity and all the denominations of Christianity. Uh, there's Buddhism, there's Hinduism. And I think like the beauty and the truth in, in all of it, you know, will kind of show itself. And, and then that to me, so like I, I'm not one of these people that is like, oh, you're you don't believe like I believe. I'm like, no, like my, or one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and I'm paraphrasing, which kind of shows you, but like I, um, you don't look at the splinter in your neighbor's eye when you can't see the beam in your own. Well, yeah, I have like about a forest in my eye. And, uh, and that, not just because I have eyes the size of grapefruits, but because like, <laughs> look, I got my own shit. And I, I apologize for swearing, but that's truly like, who am I to judge anybody? Um, so like, that's, that's what I try to live by. And, um, it's not always easy, right? Like we, as humans, we tend to, to have a, a propensity to do it. Um, so again, just trying to like not judge anyone, do the best you can. Um, and again, I'm sorry to get off on this tangent, but like to, to answer your original question, it, it does make it easier when someone that you know and love passes uh, because you really think like, hey, like, like life goes on, not in the sense that we know. Um, but, you know, it, it's not like, you know, they're gone, gone. And um, to me, I, I've always found solace in that. Well. I like that. That was well That was well put. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I spent all day rehearsing that. I'm kidding. Well, got a little more for you, though. Not to get too heavy, but I, I really would like you to weigh on this. What are your feelings about what's happening right now in the Gaza Strip and the, you, the mm. issues that are happening? What are your feelings well, um, I think, you know, what, what's going on right now, it's we're, we're seeing a situation arise again. And, and, and when we talk about the fighting and we talk about the killing, I mean, literally, it's been going on for thousands of years. And for what point and purpose? I mean, what, what amount of land can justify a child without parents or a, uh, a child that is you know, crippled or hurt or a child that has their life taken. What amount of fighting or, or what cause is worth like anyone dying for, you know, I, I mean, unless someone is trying to actively hurt or, you know, come Defend after you or your family. Or protect. And yeah. I, I mean, and, and I think, what this will take is both sides just saying, Hey, you know what? Enough. Um, why, why they can't live in peace. I have no idea. 
But then again, the same can be said for domestically. Like, why can we not just agree that, like, other people have different opinions and, and say, hey, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to burn you an effigy because, like, you think that global warming is what it is, right? Like, no, like, we, we, we have to find the middle ground because that's what compromise is, right? And, and in order for anyone, as like, a society compromise is really kind of the the mortar that that holds the building together if that makes sense it does i think it's hard for people nowadays to even just have when a member our one guest a lot of his stuff that he was talking about i did not agree with but what i had respect for was his opinion we may not agree but i respect your way of thinking may not be my way of thinking but we are able to discuss it in a mature manner without one of us wanting to kill each other or throw it down your throat or implement it as like you're wrong i'm right because i think this way and you think that way and it's just sad it really is sad a lot of my family's muslim so a lot of palestinians are muslim so it's like just it doesn't matter whether you're jewish or palestinian in my opinion there are so many innocent lives as casualties. And it's like the fighting this, why, why so much hate? Do you know what you're fighting for anymore? Like, what is your reason for pulling that trigger or dropping that bomb? Like, just because you're told to? Like, it's, it's one yeah. of these things where it's just like, everyone's suffering in the end. And it, it's, it's so tragic. No side is better than the other. They're both honestly completely wrong because there's too many lives that have been lost in all of this. Very well said. Very well said. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can be mature sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, thank you. Sometimes. <laughs> well, no, hey, I, I'm still trying to be mature. I'm, I'm still trying to find, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow up, believe it or not. Well, I'm under the weather today, and I was told I got to be on my best behavior. <laughs> oh, no, no, no lie. <laughs> but, uh, no, you but know, honestly, you know, to tie that in, like. Mike, he said he used to go to the castle, so I don't know. I think, I think it's. Oh, I was there in February. Go. Trust me, if I'm in Tampa, like, and by the way, we're going to be in Sarasota, so that's not too far from you, on the 18th of uh, November, where NWA, the return to Roberts. Uh, it's been years since we've been at Roberts Hall. We're going to be there. Uh, Austin you, Idol, I guess. Are you inviting me to see him. you? Oh, if you want to go, please. And uh, hey, if you'd like to go too, I, I, you're up in New York, I know. But no, you, you guys would be more than welcome. Well, that'd be, that would be really fun. Why well, you got to throw Mike into the mix? All right, now. you are going to be a personal invite. <laughs> wow. Oh, I was just trying to be nice. Sorry. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow. I'll just turn off my camera. You guys just have at it and tell me when it's over. <laughs> he's being a good, polite Christian boy, and he's just extending the invitation. <laughs> wow. Uh, By the way, no, Danielle, like just, just a heads up. Plane flights out of Florida have had tremendous increase in air accidents in the last couple of weeks. Just give you a heads up. Why the oh. fuck would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I have to fly out of there on the 19th. Hey. Like, I'll be driving back to Kentucky. He knows I have a fear of flying. Like, I am on some real shit. Why would oh, you man. tell You're me fine. that? You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Wow. You're fine. 
All right, let's get this back on track. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, my anxiety level. I'm taking a value when I get on that see the, flight. Aaron, you see I the power of the, the word? Intercom. Just got to say things and people just flip out. Yep. It's that easy. That easy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, firsthand. It's that damn Final Destination. That's what put the fear of flying into my ah. life. I'm like, I'm going to fucking oh die. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask you some things. What made you decide to become a pro wrestler? You, you have you uh, speak was, such eloquently. You seem more like you'd be an actor. But what made you get into? Well, pro I kind of am. I, I, I kind of am. Uh, there's a strike going on right now, so um, you know, thank God for wrestling. Um, that's why I can afford to turn the lights on. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, no, I, I. Essentially, it was five years old. I was in a department store. There was an arcade game, and um, I asked my mother if I'd go play it. She said, if you behave yourself, fine. So I did. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just pressing buttons, but it was a wrestling arcade game. I lost. I got pissed off, and I said I was going to be a wrestler, and here we are. And that, that is the God's honest proof. I love it. Wait a minute. You know what yeah, I'm talking I mean, about? I wish I had some cool story with this. Yeah, but Aaron, you know we were you, talking about you, this Vladimir guy. Uh, oh, go on, Mike. Go yes, ahead. Vlad, go yes, ahead. I, I did meet him. Yeah. What? You did meet him? Oh, you yeah. did. What is he like? Like, so I got to um, like I definitely wrestled in front of him because I remember um, I think I was, yeah, I was with Cody, and we were teaming, and like we're there, and I'm like, oh shit, that's the dude that was at every pay per view for that much. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Now I gotta watch this thing, man, because I damn, Oh yeah, like, yeah. Red. I mean, growing up, like that's the thing. Growing up, I I recognized him, like, oh man. And then um, we whoa, did whoa, a show whoa! And... You've known him in the scene that long in your career? Oh yeah. Well, when I was a kid and I would watch the pay per views, I would see him all the time. And I, I like we were in the <laughs> ring somewhere, and I went like, hey, dude, that's that guy. And and Cody knew his name. Was, oh yeah, it's Vlad. Um, so that was just, yeah, I was like, whoa, that was, that was kind of cool. And I, I had seen him, but like, he was always, you know, in his seat and I was in my underpants fake fighting. <laughs> and, um, like I got to meet him though at, uh, it was in New Jersey last December for, um, for Nova or Mike Bucci or Simon Dean's retirement match. He was there and I got to actually like chat with him and stuff. It was really cool. Really, really cool. I don't know Mike, if you had you the chance. That question. I don't know if you had the chance, but uh, if you saw the documentary that the WWE just put out on him. No, I have not. It's it's pretty amazing how one human being could love something like that, that much. I feel like you downplayed it, though. Like, that's really, like, this guy's been going hard, Mike. Like, I thought you were saying, like, when you're like, oh, has there been something you ever loved? Yeah, I've gone and seen some bands here and there. Like, yo, this man is like on some like real passion oh, no, shit. Like, like 25 30 years easy like yeah oh, oh my yeah. god i'm okay I'm, now how do you I'm, afford that i'm 56 i started watching wrestling maybe 15 and i used to go to the garden every month and that dude was in the front row every month and as i Wait, creeped you down seen him too mike yeah when i used to go towards the front row and then i started getting mm -hmm. better tickets I would see him there, and I actually went to speak to him, and I always thought he wrestled for somebody or he worked for somebody because he was always in that same spot. 
It's just amazing how all these wrestlers knew this guy. Yeah. What kind of seats did he have? Now I'm curious. He was front row, right, Aaron? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always front row and just having a good old time. And it was, uh, again, really cool to meet him because, like, I, I felt like I owed him a thank you because, like, had had he not loved it as much as he did, right? Um, and he's kind of like, I, I guess, a representative for um, all the fans, I you know, I mean, if, if you're gonna pick a fan, they did a documentary on him. He'd be the one. So it was just like, hey, dude, like, thank you for your support. Thank you for just like, just showing up, man. Because that's, you know, it's incredible. Like that kind of commitment. Um, again, they they did a documentary about it, right? Like how how much I want to get him as a guest take. now. <laughs> I oh pick yes, his you brain. <laughs> You should. I literally well, want to see what he knows more about the wrestling than me. Yeah. So, Aaron, yeah. let me ask you this so then. When the wrestlers call fans marks, like I personally always like felt it was almost like an insulting comment, right? Oh, wait, he's wait, a mark. Translate. Oh, what's mark, a mark mean? What's a mark? Okay. Tell her what a mark okay. is, Aaron. Uh, a fan. Now, okay, so if we like, okay, the, the term mark, do you guys know where the term mark comes from? I do. But you can explain okay, it to yeah. Danielle. So back in the carnival days, right? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so like back in the carnival days, um, you know, you'd have the guy step right up, step right up, come do this, whatever, right? Like that was a to get people to spend their money. And what they would do sometimes, they'd have a little piece of chalk, and as the people were going into the tent or whatever, they'd just go, oh, come on, and they would mark their back with a little piece of chalk so the other vendors would know, oh, this person's got some money and this and that. So they would kind of cater to them to try to get them to spend their money on their booth. So that's why, like, the term mark originates from literally the mark on, like, the back of their coats. And, um, you know, in, in wrestling, because wrestling obviously was like, or, or professional wrestling as we know it today, was born out of the carnival culture. Um, it just kind of translated. But now, I mean, look, if... Like, I use that term in jest, right? Like, I was having this conversation with somebody. Um, it was before, actually, it was before the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm in my flesh-colored tights. Um, I was about to so, say, uh, you, I, 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 I yeah. keep my comments PG. I'm keeping my exactly. comments PG. Uh -huh, keep my exactly. Comments PG. Um, uh, but, like, if well, it was before the pay-per-view, and um, we had this big tables match, right, and, and where... And I'm, I'm with, um, you know, my uh, my team there. And uh, our boss, Pat, Ken, uh, not Billy, but Pat Kinney, the, the head of talent relations. You guys nervous? And, you know, Pat tries to make levity of it. And I'm like, Pat, you know me. I never – and I don't. Like, I, I'll be very honest with you. I've Yeah, I've wrestled at the Garden several times. I've, I've wrestled at every kind of really major arena in the world. And I do not get nervous. Um, my brain is really pressure. kind of – no, it's it just my brain's wired differently, right? Like, I can I can do that, and I will not blink an eye. But, like, again, day-to-day -day life stuff, eh, not so much, right? Like, that's that's kind of the trade-off, right? Like, when I'm – I can, like, be wrestling, or even when I'm on set, right? Like, like the actors, um, you know, like, oh, my God, and they, they get nervous, and they're all, like, this, this high-pressure situation, and it's like, look, we've rehearsed this. Like, wrestling, you don't get a rehearsal. Like, this is like, look, we have gone over this. You have hair and makeup making us look exactly like we're supposed to look. You have, you know, very highly paid sound and camera operators 
just shut up and do it. Like, know your lines. Don't hit the furniture unless, it, of course, the script calls for it, and go. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, they, um, yeah, they, they make kind of, I think, like a bigger deal about stuff than it needs to be. Um, but to your original point, right, like the term Mark. No, uh, Mark, look, they're a fan, right? I, I'm a Mark, okay? Like, like, here's the reality. I was enough of a Mark that I decided to dedicate a large portion of my life to this. Okay, and and fall down and miss birthdays, miss family events, uh, funerals, you name it, um, just because I like this. I mean, come on, and, and like, oh, you, well, you were getting paid well. Well, then guess what? I'm a mark for money, mm. right? Like that's kind of that's the reality uh, that it is. So I, I like I can understand where people would view that as a a bad term, but but my response uh, going back to you know when uh, I was asked if I would get nervous. I was like, no. I go, they're all marks, and uh, you know, and I walked out. Now I did not mean that as, like, you know, oh yeah, they're all idiots. No, but like, they all paid to see a show. It is our job to give them a show, and that's it, right? Like I, um, to me, right? Like if I call someone, oh, you're a mark, this or that, and, and I don't, right? I, I don't personally do that, but. If anyone questions how I feel about the fans, um, every single time I perform, whether I'm wrestling, whether I'm managing, whether I'm just talking or whatever, and the people that know me will tell you this, like I am emotionally exhausted because I literally give those fans every single ounce of everything I have. And I will do that until I stop performing because that is my job, right? That is, that is what I owe them because anyone who's ever paid a ticket to see a show I'm on or paid a ticket to see me or bought my merchandise or made a sign for me. Um, if I don't give them my very best and then some, that is a reflection of me. And, and I, I, again, I truly owe everything to them. I would not have the house I live in, I would not have the clothes I wear. I would not have the car I drive. I just would not have the life I've had. And I, I have a pretty good life if it was not for the fans. So that, like, to me, if, if that red light's on, you bet your ass I'm going to be. I don't care what kind of a day I'm having, if I'm sick, if I'm this, if I'm that. No. They will get everything I have, and they will always get everything I have regardless. So that's, that, that, that is how I feel about the, uh, you know, the marks, as we say. Well, it's it's clear to me the way you speak and uh, your thought process. This had to come from your parents, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me. But can you speak to me? Uh, tell me a little bit about your parents. Um, I have again. I and I, I just I was with them last week. I love those two people as much as. Anybody walking the face of this earth, I, 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 I truly do. I mean, they have, they've given me, again, like if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be here. Um, but my parents are very unique, and I'll say that. They, um, they're the type of people that, I mean, every, everyone loves my father, um, you know, and, and my father is, is quirky. He uh, just retired uh, last year after uh, 44 years on the police force. Um, 
so that you know he's a cop oh yeah and you know my mother public servant what's that i said public servant my ex was in law enforcement for seven years that's that's a that's a sacrifice oh no no it is it it really is um like before i had my license my my father would drive me to killer kowalski's up in malden to go train like like they my father sacrificed a lot my mother sacrificed a lot um but you know my my parents like i i often like i i get inspiration from them in the sense of like i i've definitely done auditions where i was you know oh someone with ocd um and man i just i went yep here we go mom and just kind of tapped into that because look this woman i mean she'd be waiting for my dad to come home because sometimes you know he'd work uh was it like three to eleven and my mother would just be incessantly cleaning the house like the house is in a state of perpetual cleaning. When people come over my parents' house for the first time, it's like, holy shit, I'm afraid to like walk on the floors. I'm not kidding. You don't want to sit uh, down I and wrinkle the couch. <laughs> no, I, I, I had a friend, I was doing a commercial in Boston, uh, 2019, I believe, and you know, I said, ah, you know, they, they got us a hotel, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You know, my, my family lives like an hour from here. I'd rather go hang out with them and sleep with them. So my friend came with me to meet him. That was actually in charge of setting up the commercial. And, um, you know, she's a 60-year-old woman. She's, she's in the Hollywood industry and everything. But she, I mean, again, and, and this isn't like Malibu. Like, we, like, I was living in Malibu at the time, and, and she grew up in Malibu. And uh, again, it wasn't weird like that. It was literally, she was like Malibu mom. She was kind of in charge of my Hollywood career. But um, she went, I grew up next to the Kennedys, and I am afraid to sleep in this bed. <laughs> not kidding. Wow. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I got to so bring that's, up that's something. I heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard that name, Kowalski. How, yeah. did, how the hell did you get to train with the legend? How did that come about? How did you have the balls to do that? This was just complete dumb luck. Um, uh, yeah, it was two, it was 90, 97, November or December of 97. There was an independent show in Southbridge, Massachusetts. I grew up in central Massachusetts in a, a small town, North Oxford. Um, and Southbridge was kind of a, a town that wasn't too far that my buddy uh, lived in. And there was, oh, there was an independent wrestling show. Oh, let's go check it out. So we did and um, ended up, uh, like, asking Tony Atlas, of all people, how to be a wrestler. He said, I'm going to introduce you to the Boston bad boy, Tony Rumble. He introduced us to Tony Rumble. Tony Rumble said, hang out after the show. I'm going to introduce you to Kowalski. We didn't know uh, Killer Kowalski was going to be there. So... And I'll never forget this. We hung out. I mean, I, I was 16, me and my buddy. And Tony said, come on. We walked, and it was in this, like, it was a, it was snowing out. And, like, I remember this. There was, like, a neon light in an alleyway. And he had a, an old, I think, um, an Oldsmobile, a white Oldsmobile. And you just saw, like, the silhouette, a killer. And um, we talked. He gave me his business card a month or two later. Went to the school, check it out, and then the rest was history. So I, I started kind of training. I was a junior in high school, and that that made me grow up fast in a lot of ways, but not like you would think in in, in terms of. Um, and again, I don't want to use the term mark. So please, 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 
Um, to any fan out there, I no, I, I if, if you're a wrestling fan and you are within the sound of my voice, um, I don't care if you're listening to this, you know, a year, ten years after it's being recorded, I'll say the same thing. Um, if it wasn't for you, I would not have a career, so thank you. But um, I understood at an early age that everybody can be worked, that people are marks. Um, so much to that in college, I never bought a book my last two years because I would understand this is what the professor wants, this is what needs to happen, okay, you know, know your material um, and just, just go just regurgitate it or, or kind of, you know, tell the professor what they're wanting to hear, more or less. And um, now, that may speak for the educational institution um, that I was at, or, but either way, um, I have found that life, unfortunately, in a lot of circumstances can be like that. Now, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but, um, but wrestling taught me, uh, again, you can always kind of complete your objective um, if you, you know, you know how to talk and you know how to approach. And again, I, I my whole thing was, and you know, you say to my parents, and I, and I credit my parents, uh, and my grandparents especially, um, my grandfather, God, yeah, he was having a moral compass, right, that I'm not going to jeopardize, jeopardize my integrity for one thing or another. Now, that has, I mean, it has, it, it's hurt my wrestling career because I refuse to stab my friends in the back. Um, and again, I, I, I don't like to get too much into it because you know what? Like, if I do, I'd sound like I'm complaining. But, like, in, in WWE and things, like, no. I, I was always the kind of guy that, like, when you hit my music, listen to the people, and then watch my performance, let that speak for itself. Um, let it speak. I, was then, about you know, to, I literally was going to say, let it speak for itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm able to look in the mirror to this day. And you know what? That's something I take a lot of pride in. Your humbleness is amazing. It is amazing. Oh, no, it, like, it's, like, trust me. I'm, I'm actually an egomaniac. I'm just telling you what you want to hear. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think he's, wor he's working two marks, Danny. He's working yeah. it. Am I a mark? <laughs> you may be your mark, Good point. <laughs> Who was your biggest uh, influence as a, a wrestler that influenced you to become a wrestler? Ooh. You know what? Um, I cannot single one guy out. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels, incredible. Um, when I was a kid, Ricky Steamboat and, you know, Hulk Hogan, who wasn't a Hulk Hogan mark. Um, I was a fan I of still Brett. Am. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, uh, but I, I was a fan of Brett. Um, when I got in the business, and, and, and I say this, when I got to OVW, that is when, like, the 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 Aaron of today or the Sand, like, that is when I really kind of started to form. Because um, with Kowalski, look, Kowalski broke you in. Um, I had as solid of a foundation as I could possibly get, and then some. And It's almost like you found your way. Yeah, yeah, and like, and, you know, and, and Killer would always say, make the people notice you, make the people notice you. And then, 
And again, I was only with him for like five years because I got signed after that, right? And with that, though, when I got to OVW, um, like, and I don't want to say that Killer did not teach psychology because he did. He really, really did. He taught everything. And, and I love him and I am so grateful to have had him in my life. But if I'm being very honest, like when, you know, at NWA, like I'll get asked like, hey, can you help with this match? Can you help with that match? And then, you know, there was talk of me being an agent, but I'm like, no, I'm far too young and handsome to be an agent. I refuse. And plus, who the hell wants to go to agent meetings? I mean, no, thank you. Um, or production meetings. No, I, I but show up. But you do up. have that gift for Gab, though. You have you have that, that talk for oh, persuasion. I can see it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but 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 it's it's interesting when like a younger talent says, hey, will you help me out with something? And um, sure. And you can always tell, right, with people. Some people just ask you because they feel it's the right thing to do. Like they think I'm going to go tell Pat or Billy, hey, this this guy or gal really wants it. But then some people really want to learn. Um, you have the Jordan Clearwaters of the world, right, um, who Jordan Clearwater has listened and is doing phenomenal. Um, you know, there's there's guys like Joe Alonzo, um, who are really up and coming and, and hungry and want to learn. Um, you know, uh, the Thrillbilly Silas Mason, who's kind of like, he, he's, he's very, very good. He's, he's one to watch too. Um, you know, he'll, he'll pick Trevor Murdoch's brain, my brain. Like he, he's very, very, um, you know, uh, astute, shall we say. Um, but when I got to OVW, it was Dr. Ty, because Dr. Ty, I owe my career also to Dr. Tom Pritchard. I mean, that, that man, I I could not love that man more than I do. It, it, it's really impossible, because Doc is, he's the best. Bottom line, he is the best. And, and everyone will tell you that. Um, but Rip Rogers, and I know he's a controversial figure, but Jim Cornette pretty much taught me, like, the business business. Like, they taught me, like, what booking was, how to do an angle, how to have long-term long storytelling uh, within a match and, like, on television. They, they, they taught me how to be a TV wrestler because in, in wrestling today, and I think one of the big reasons why the business is in the state it's in, um, and then, you know, look, notwithstanding, like, maybe the business model has changed for WWE because they don't want any one person to be the draw. They want the company to be the draw. But you ha you don't have any – like, and, and, you know, I, I say this in general. Like, of course there's a couple stars. Like, Roman Reigns, the Usos. Um, you know, in, in AEW, you have Daniel Bryan um, and, you know, the, the people like that. But there are too many wrestlers, and that's not what the wrestling business needs because – we are a television product, and I mean pro wrestling, right? You need to be a television star who wrestles, not a wrestler who's on TV. Because if people want to see that, they're going to go watch the acrobats at the circus or go to the Olympics or go watch UFC. They want to be invested in the person. And if you can get people to invest in you and, 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 and why invest, I mean, make an emotional investment because that's where everything else stems from. Um, when they hit your music, they know it's you. They know your moveset. When you talk, you have them engaged. And that's what I would like to see more of. And at NWA, that's what we're trying to do. I, I would encourage all of you, if you haven't 
seen the Samhain pay-per-view, it's available on Fight TV. Go check it out because that that paper, I mean, people are still talking about it. Um, it's the best thing we've done as a company, in my opinion, and it's only going to get better. So, I have to agree with you. You definitely see, like, it, it has to be that charismatic. Like, I loved mm -hmm. watching, which people are probably going to hate me for saying this, like The Miz. That Miz had that charismatic, like, yeah. it didn't matter if yeah. it was corny but you were just so drawn to watch it and listen and even yeah. like the whole damian priest and all that like i i liked watching the darkness grow and him embodying this character and it's like those are people definitely i will 100 percent agree you may have the technical skills of a wrestler but can you keep that person's attention with your storyline I love mm -hmm. watching people when Cody walks out, just the music, the, it just speaks for itself. Yeah. That man yeah. could just stand exactly. there for like a good 10 minutes and it's everyone is just hook, line, and sinker because he embodies that, you know? So I yeah. definitely will agree yeah. with what you're saying. You have to have the full package. Just because you may know how to wrestle doesn't make you a good wrestler, you know? You have to be able to Bingo. keep everyone emotionally invested in you. That's good. Bingo. Good points. Aaron, early on in your earlier matches, you wrestled with CM Punk. Um, mm -hmm. You know he's a hot topic now. He's having mm -hmm. a lot of different issues. How I did like he treat you in the Sorry. ring, in and out? No, oh, we're always friends. Oh, yeah, always. I, I, we've never had a crossword between us in OVW, WWE. No, it, always, like, we've always been on the same page. He kind of reminds me of like the like new age. I probably your guys are gonna hate me for saying this. He reminds me of like Stone Cold. Just I don't give a fuck. I go by my rules. <laughs> no, you know what? You may I, pay I think me, but him. I go by my rules. You can't keep he, me. He on has his principles. Like, and I he like has that. His I principles. that. Yeah, he he has his principles, and you know what? He sticks to his principles, and good for him. And I I, I respect the hell out of that. Is that like the old school mentality you have too? You got to stick to your morals and not act the way others may treat you and stick to what you believe in? Yes. Uh, and, and again, I, I have a tendency like I am, or at least I try to be one of the most just easygoing, agreeable people um, in the locker room until it's time not to be and then you know you're switzerland once the, one yeah once i get to a certain point it sometimes isn't good which you know i will tell people in very high positions where to go and how to get there mm. and uh yeah so <laughs> but anyways i ended up in the nwa so all is well <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave it at that right i got you yeah hey so when you worked in like the wwe and you worked with like the Undertaker's like now wife Michelle McCool, right? Am I oh god, yeah, that? yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And okay, you, you worked with even like um, a couple other. Mike, what was her name? Ash. I was talking about Ashley Massaro. Ash oh, yes, God rest her souls. God rest her souls. You guys like keep like personal friendships still going? Like, do you still like um, communicate? No, not really. No, not really. I mean, like, it, it, it's funny because, like, you know, you, you live your life in chapters, right? And, like, some chapters are just not as, 
I guess, um, I don't want to say important, but like are, are not as rich as other chapters, right? To where like, well, when, um, when her suicide happened, did that, did that hit you at all? Like, I, I, I felt very bad. Um, I, I felt, you know, again, extremely bad for her, her child or children. Um, I think she had, yeah, she had one kid, I believe. Um, you know, her family, um, and I, I felt extremely bad that, you know, somebody again had passed untimely. So I, I, I said a prayer and, um, you know, I, again, I, I believe she's in a better place. And, and again, it's always sad, right? Like, and you do, as I previously stated. Whether you know them or not, of... you still, it still hurts. Whether oh, without you know them personally, you don't. Yeah, without a doubt. And again, I, I said a prayer for her and her family. And, um, you know, again, it, it's never, it's never a good day when something like that happens. And you got to admit, though, she was a knockout. She was. Oh, without a doubt. No, without a doubt. No question at all. No, I... mm -hmm. Aaron, yep. today's WWE, LA Knight's the hot topic, right? Mm -hmm. You've worked with LA Knight before. We've seen, we've seen this before, though, right? Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, need I say Damian Sandow. When mm -hmm. they gave you the money in the bank, were you thinking, they're going to make me the next WWE world champion? Yep, and it was told to me. And yeah, what, I mean, what was, happened? Uh, well, it didn't happen. You know, I mean that that that, and, and honestly, that that's as uh, that is as blunt and as just kind of like straight up as I can put it. Um, for some reason, plans changed. No one told me. Like I was the last to know. I had to go out there, and again, we had a TV show. I was playing a character on it. I had to go do the best I could. I'll worry about the repercussions. You know, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. But, hey, if I'm on TV the next week, obviously doing something right. And, and that's the thing where I've always, like, if I could keep myself on TV, I'm cool. One of your Damn, stable does mates. Does that happen a lot? Mm, does that money I mean, in the bank thing happen a lot? Not really. <laughs> not really. I was I'll saying, be very honest I, with you. I feel like, didn't da correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Damian Priest get money in the bank also? Well, he still does, yeah. Hmm? He still has it. He still has it. And I feel like, I feel like it's still kind of complacent. Well, I well, I think Damien Damien Sandow, the character, was the first one ever to lose a Money in the Bank mm -hmm. cash in, correct? Yeah. Yes. So we we had Chris Masters in studio, another one of your stable mates mm -hmm. at the NWA. You guys yes. as a group are really building this organization. He did mention that John Cena held him down a bit. I'm not saying you know the answer, but do you think other wrestlers saw how hot you were getting, they gave you that money in the bank, and they said, you know what? I'm not letting this happen on my watch. Um, I know the responses I was getting. Uh, it was recently told to me in an autograph signing that on the house shows they'd have to list who had the, the best responses. I was constantly either number one or number two. And this is someone from in the office. And they eventually said, stop putting Sandow's name on there. Like, whatever. So that, to me, tells every Like, it tells me everything. You know, that's just uh, is what it is. And it at least explains something, because I'm there going, hey, wait a minute. Is no one else hearing this? And, you know, the agents, uh, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, they were all, I mean, in my corner. 
you know, Mike Rotundo, oh my God, him, he, he was amazing. Fit Finley, like they, they, those agents, I got to work, I tell you what, some of the best agents out there. And, um, and I, I, I include Jamie Noble in that category. I don't, I don't want to beat a dead horse, though, but here you are thinking they're going to make me the new champion, probably going <laughs> to beat Cena, the, one of the greats of all time. And then one of the agents come to you and say, guess what? Change of plans. You're going to be the first guy that's going to lose a cash-in. Yeah. Do you say um, why, what, how, what's pissed. going on? Yeah, I was pissed and uh, had a conversation with uh, one of the higher-ups. And, hey, sorry, this is the assignment. No problem. Let's go. Because, like, here's, here's the reality. I could have, you know, sulked about it or whatever, but – we were hours away from going live on TV. We were going up against Monday Night Football in the World Series. I had to deliver the performance of my life. May not have ended the way I wanted to, um, but then again, I had to over-deliver bottom line. And that's, you know, hey, watch the match. Let me know what you think, right? I mean, that's that's it. Like it's. Does Vince that, come out to you and say, you know, hey, thanks for thanks for this. It took a lot. He did, and he said, you'll be rewarded, and, uh, you know, hey, whatever. Did you get rewarded? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I kept a job. So, look, that, oh, that is what you, it is. Thank but, you for giving but, me my job. But, like, but, on, but, but, but hey, that's, that's, and you know something? What's that? Go ahead. Sorry. I'm mad for you. <laughs> no, but, but here is the reality, right? Um, and, and this is what I've come to. When you sign a contract with them, right? You're playing a character on TV, whatever. It is fake when you win, and it is fake when you lose. Would it have been nice to have been in the history books and this and that? Yeah, but you know what? More than that, like, there have been champions that have gotten responses that, like, I would have laughed at had I gotten it, right? Or I would have been, like, really upset with, rather. Every time people cheered for me, the reaction was genuine, whether it was booing, cheering, or whatever, and like I was able to do a lot, like yeah, like the Miz, the stuff I did with Miz, yeah, that kind of fell under more like the comedy genre. But if you look at the Sandow stuff, I mean, the street fights I had, I mean, that was just old school, you know, yeah, as we say clearly, in the South. Clearly, mm -hmm. me not even knowing you, and I and I don't know, I've never seen you wrestle. Clearly, you you're not have, missing much. Believe me, you have a look. <laughs> you do have a look. I, oh, thank you. I, hey, listen. Okay. No, I, I said you're not missing much. Don't worry. <laughs> if you by not seeing me. But right, I'm we'll saying clearly you have an ideal physical presence. You're a handsome man. You're well spoken. You're art you know how to articulate yourself. And I'm sure you know the technicalities of the wrestling. So it's like, why not give someone that opportunity who we can see and, and even on top of it, the moral background which that was supposed to be a family pay pay like programming, you know, like <laughs> why yeah. not push that, make that because that money in the bank is supposed to be like that next golden child, that poster boy of WWE. Why not push for something like that? It is what dumbfounds me, but you give it to like assholes like my ex and like people like that, where it's just like, Clearly, like you could have picked someone that was more worthy of this. Right. Like things like it just, it just, it. I'm, I'm, I, I have no words for it. It's just, it's stupidity. It's like for me, it was bad judgment. Like, well, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, look, it is what it is. And things turn out the way they're supposed to uh, in the long run. And, and again, like everything happens the way it's supposed had, to happen. How yeah. To like happen. had I stayed like had I won the title and I stayed with WWE and, and I say my life has been just a series of chapters like I never would have had the the years I had in Malibu. And let me tell you, if I ever write a book, holy, you know what? There is going to be some stories of my California I got a mouth years. like a Trevor. You could, you could flip one here and there and make me feel not like Thanks. such a <laughs> but, um, but no, like like the California years that they were, wow. Mm. Um, and then, you know, past that, like the NWA stuff to where like what we're doing now, like I'm, I'm getting the opportunity to kind of be a part of something from the ground up, work with super creative people and really kind of given a license to like like kind of go out there and like you know of course you know okay look, well there, here's a question what 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 is now that you're in the nwa like what is the difference between these two organizations in your eyes like one organization how would you describe says, that for someone like me one organization says you're part of the family and you're you we're all family here the other organization actually is a family where Ooh, I, we literally, I, can, I can honestly i feel that when you said that i feel you <laughs> yeah like we rely on each other to where i mean it will be chaos but somehow and and uh Samhain, again i I'm, I'm not i have no interest in this i'm not getting a percentage of this but like please if you you have the time go to it watch the pay-per-view from start to finish Tell me if you do not think, and, and again, I'm, I'm, this is a statement, and I, this is a challenge. Tell me if you don't think this has the potential to be ECW. In the sense of... I will. I, I take you on that challenge, and I will do it. Thank you. In, in the sense of, though, again, not a carbon copy of ECW, but in the sense of we are the alternative, where we take what was so good about wrestling in the 80s and 90s, that old school feel, and we bring it up to today. Um, and look, we take risks. Uh, there's like, we push the envelope with a lot of stuff. And if you get the pay-per-view, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, not just in the ring, but truly as a company, like we live and die together. And, and that starts from the top from Billy, uh, Pat Keeney, who I can't say enough good things about. Pat Keeney has probably been the single biggest influence on my career out of the ring. Um, and, and I am very grateful to Pat. And, and he is just so underrated in terms of what he does. And, and um, he's taught me so much. And, and I'm, I'm grateful to him. Uh, working with Billy is just, it, it's a dream. Because we can, like, we're fans of the same stuff in, in terms of, like, what makes wrestling wrestling. So, like, with him and I, like, he'll he'll give, like, what he thinks is a, um, you know, like, all right, this is what I'd like to happen. And then, like, him and I will kind of look at each other and be like, okay. And then we won't, we won't talk till after the segment. And then it's just, it, it's great. Like, it's, um, you know, Billy has been better to me uh, than any boss I've ever worked for. And I... I am very grateful I feel like now you're not working anymore. Because you can hear, when, they say when... When you love your job, it's not work. And oh, right no, no, now, this, is being, this is me being this, genuine. This isn't yes. work. 
comparison to how yeah. you described even like WWE, that was work. Well, yeah, yeah. Speak like like no, well, I'm being completely a hundred percent. And for, for this conversation, I have been genuine. You know, I mean, just because you know how to work someone doesn't. <laughs> Um, and, and you know, again, I know I, how I, to work n- someone. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. No, no. Trust me. I never assume I am smarter than anyone because that's how you get caught sideways. You know what I mean? Um, well, but- let me let me ask you this, Aaron. So you mentioned Billy, right? So Vince mm-hmm. is the ultimate promoter. He's been in the mm-hmm. industry forever. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone could deny he's the greatest pro wrestling promoter in the history of the sport. Here you Bar are, and. You've been wrestling a long time since you're 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Why does a guy like Billy Corrigan, who's not a wrestler, he's a great musician, but not a wrestler or a wrestling promoter, and Tony Khan, why are they treated differently, being that they're both the same people, they're really not in wrestling? What do you think the difference is there? Um, I can't speak for Tony Khan because I've never met the man. Um Billy, I, I feel I know pretty well in the sense of like who he is as a wrestling personality and, and, and by wrestling personality, how he thinks, um, his vision for what he, he sees uh, and, and what he thinks is good. And Billy is in this because he wants to be. He's in this because he loves it. And, you know, like with anything, right, like there will be stresses and, and hiccups and roadblocks leading up to, you know, um, whatever event. And, 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 hey, things happen. And as a company, we roll with them. And, you know, I, I, I can look at him like like at the end of the pay-per-view, it, it was really cool because, like, we kind of, like, we're standing there. Like, we looked at each other. It was like, okay, yeah, like, this is, like, this is better than any of us could have ever imagined um you know look the, the match i was in alone um uh, which he you know he put he said this is what i'd like to do this is how i'd like the premise of the match to go um he's like get the costumes get everything you know you this is your budget go um very happy to announce we were under budget thank you very much <laughs> but the the final product with um and, and again i'll publicly say sherry you know she knows who she is um, really the um, the lady that got everything together in terms of the aesthetics for it. Because, look, it was a Knights of the Round Tables Tables match. I know what you're going to say. It's whatever. However, uh, I am just – I ask you, I, I, as ridiculous as that sounds, go watch that match and tell me what you think. I mean, it was like, – like the fans were talking about it. They, they still are. Um, it was everything good about pro wrestling, in my opinion, as was EC3 versus Tom Latimer, you know, mm-hmm. with Matt Cardona and Camille involved in there, as was Thrillbilly Silas Mason versus Chris Masters. Um, in the NWA, we have a blend of a lot of new up-and-coming talent with people that you're familiar with that can still go, and it makes for a very, very interesting blend because a lot of times on TV you say, okay, this guy's up and coming. We need to just go and uh, have him win and beat this guy that was established or whatever real quick. But in the NWA, it's not like that. In the NWA, it's long-term storytelling. Whoa, that was a bad haircut. Huh. Were, were you wow, upset? That was a bad haircut. I you still mean? think you look um, good. I'm not were, even going to know. Were you oh, upset? You. <laughs> Actually, you had a nice <laughs> full you. beard, too. Like, you look good Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're too I, I tell you what, thank you for boosting my self-confidence. I appreciate it. 
Were you upset that oh, Al no just... <laughs> I'll get the question eventually. Um were you upset that Aldis didn't stay the course and stick with the NWA? Look, you know what? We are in a business of, like, as, a, as wrestlers, right? The commodity we are selling is ourselves. Uh, and like anything else, right, you have supply and demand. Um, and you also have personal feelings and, and whatever. And I, I never get involved with people's personal stuff um and then to this day i mean i couldn't tell you the reason nick left um glad he found steady work uh you know it's it's always nice to see people you know be able to feed their families and um you know what he's doing his thing we're doing ours well besides the last mentioned nick aldis that seems to be the only issue the nwa at least from a fan because that's all i am on the outside that 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 Corrigan's had with the talent. Why do you think there's such a difference between the NWA and the AEW, which seems to have a boatload of problems on a weekly basis? We, we keep our lock bottom line. We keep our locker room in check. If you ask anybody that comes into our locker room and, and look, not for nothing, but if you come into our locker room, there's, I mean, if you're six feet tall, you're not considered a big guy. And, and, and that's not the truth in a lot of locker rooms now. You look at it, and, and this isn't a knock, but if you look at AEW, even WWE or NXT, right? Like, yes, you have your freaks and monsters, but, like, we're, like, I mean, 6'2", 6'4", 6'5". I mean, we're, we're a little bigger. We've been, you know, and, and, and this is, like, the veterans that have been doing this. Um, and if there's an issue, you know, and, and and it's not like we don't like have wrestlers court and we don't pick no we we encourage people to come we want to we want to help everybody right and, and this is a place where everyone helps everyone you know you have one of the younger guys um does the marketing and and like literally we are dependent on each other so the guys that have more experience we want to help the young guys be more tv friendly the some of the guys that have experience in media and some people in sales like we all like like if you look at nwa the people that are there we were there because we want to be there and and, and it, it truly is a family like like they've they've had the vetting process because there, there have been people that have come in that on paper have a giant upside that i mean look we, we've had to say like no we you know not whatever but like we, we, our locker room gives someone the thumbs down like the um, administration listens. And the thing is, we don't have any other interests, right? Like, yes, the NWA title's great. It's nice to be champions. It's nice to do this. But at the end of the day, we are all of the same mindset in that although we have personal goals, because everybody does, the, the interests of the company have to come first because if the company is not solid – we ain't going to be around for very long. We're interested in building long-term success. And that's why, I mean, is is and it's it's genius on Billy's part. Like, he he says, you know, hey, like, that that is your locker room. And, and for Pat Kenny, too, to say that. Like, that's your locker room. You guys control it. So we've you... never had – I mean, we've had to talk to some people sometimes, but it's not like we're screaming and yelling. There's – no. Like, if there's ever an issue, we talk face-to-face. Um, we handle it, 
and then we move on. And and that truly, um, I, I think, is how it should be. Because if you if you had to guess, would your locker room give the thumbs up to CM Punk joining the NWA? If it was good for bit, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know what, the way our locker rooms went, knowing Punk like I know him, he would fit right in. He would fit right in because he gets a bad rap because the business is not the same as when him and I broke in. And I'm not saying it's good, bad. Look, society's changed. Um, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but the business simply is not the same. And I think Punk is he's sticking up for what he believes in. And, like, you know, look, the issue, it was something with glass in the ring. With AEW, like there was like real glass in the ring. You know what? That's stupid. That is a stupid thing. Why would you have real like? Do you not have enough respect for the people that are going on after you? Like, not even like okay, CM Punk's done more than anyone. You know, at, like I mean, look, Edge is there now, but like CM Punk's done a lot. And for someone to like, oh no, I'm going to use real glass because I want to look tough. No, that means you're probably not tough in real life, and you're trying to prove it. By throwing yourself on a fluorescent tube or a whatever the hell it was, I don't know. But you have the respect for the people going on after you because guess what? They could be injured, but people don't think like that. They want to think me, 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 me. And the reality is, unless you're trained properly and unless you're actually good enough at this, if you can't say, hey, I can't do this, I have to adjust, right? That's what a pro is. That is what a professional is. Punk's a pro. I don't care what anyone says. You know, oh, he's this, he's that, he's got... No, but in the ring, CM Punk is a pro. And outside the ring, I've always known him to be a pro. And um, the little bit I have heard about that situation, and again, I am not... I, I, I am not even, in my opinion, qualified to truly comment. So please take what I say with a grain of salt. But if the issue was like a real glass in the ring... No, that is completely disrespectful. And um, had that been an issue in NWA, well, first of all, it wouldn't have happened in NWA. But if someone was to show that level of disrespect in our locker room, there would be a very, very different conversation. And I think the um, the internet would be reporting a very different outcome. Well, then on the other side, would you think the NWA locker room would welcome or give the thumbs up to a Perry or Young Bucks uh, the, the Young Bucks, I'm a fan of the Young Bucks, and I'll tell you why. Their style may not be what I dig, but you know something? If I was to have a match with them, I would let them do their thing. When I got the heat, it would be my heat, and I would play off of them. I would adjust to them, and look, regardless of what you think of the Young Bucks, those guys have made a tremendous living, and those guys are a resounding success. So um, I, I, I think I might have met him once and said hi to him, but, like, no, I am a fan of them. I am a fan of what they do. And, and look, business-wise, there's different philosophies, right? Like, people like this style, people like that style, whatever. It's, it's all pro wrestling. But, no, I mean, for, for what I know of them, no. I, I, look, NWA, we, we welcome anyone. We are truly the land of misfit toys. Or the Island of Misfit Toys, wherever the hell it is. Or the, the, the show will be on soon. Are enough. you saying I'd be but, welcomed? Oh, yeah. No, like, 
truly like we welcome anyone the, the only yes of course you would but the only i have to be a heel though i'm a heel i'm a heel oh don't worry same here same here i tried to do a baby face thing in a minute it didn't work um Can't but no like the only <laughs> yeah but like prerequisite and then this goes to any young wrestler that may be listening right have an, have a good attitude be willing to work and be willing to just take some pointers for being better and, and, and for presenting yourself better and, and just have a good attitude. Cause here's the thing, you know, I, and, and for what I said about the NWA locker room, that is all true, but you know what everyone has said about the NWA locker room? It is the most laid back and fun locker room they've been in because it is, we are chill. We don't do the whole veteran here and the young, no, everybody help. We are just chill, man. All of us. Um, but again, if you have a bad attitude, if you try to put the company at risk, because those of us that are there, like we work very hard for the, for the company. It, it, it's literally about those three letters. And this goes for Billy too. Um, you know, look, Billy, he doesn't need to do this, but those three letters still mean something to, to those of us that are, are truly kind of, a fan of pro wrestling the way we think it should be presented. And um, look, we have all kinds of people, um, all kinds of, you know, we have cruiserweights or the junior heavyweights, right? We have heavyweights. We have, we have all shapes and sizes, and there's truly something for everyone. And I think, again, uh, I'm, I know I'm sounding redundant like a broken record, but I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of this, to be honest with you. And it's been a while since I have truly – been like, hey, because it, it's not because I think like the quality was subpar, but it was like, wow, we set out to do this, and as a company, all of us hit a grand slam. And at the like at the, the pay per view we had this past weekend, it has never been more apparent. So like, if, if you guys check it out, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think of it. If you see it start to finish, uh, and if not, just watch our match or whatever. But. All right, um, I got to go to slide in his DM. He said it out loud. We all heard it. I'm sliding in the DM. All right, slide, yeah. <laughs> now, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And and honestly, your passion Amen. behind it just shows. That no. It's worthy of no. you're a, you. You're like a proud mama bear right now. You're like, yeah, it's a champion. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. No, it is. It, it's, it's, it, builds, it, it, it is. And I, I never thought launched. I would feel this. Yeah. But I, I never thought I would feel this to wrestling because when I left WWE, um, you know, I, I was. But that's why I said you can see the difference in how you talk about yeah. WWE. That was work for you, and here yeah. this isn't work. When you love what you do, it's not work. It's yeah. your passion, and you yeah. can hear the difference in how you even describe the two organizations. Oh, night right. day, yeah, Aaron. Day. We're gonna get you out of here, but we're gonna hit you with we're calling it. Used to be called the Pharaoh's final question, but now it's going to be the Daniela final question until I find a better. Run. I have so many I want to ask. What happened to Pharaoh? If I come to Sarasota, am I get a private tour? Pharaoh um, entered a relationship with a pro wrestler's widowed wife and moved to Florida, which is good for him. He loves it. Um, Look at the irony, okay. though. He right? got yeah. into a relationship with a, a, a wrestler's widow, and then I entered the show being an ex-WWE's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay, no, but hey, so now wait a minute now. Is this going to be the Monty and Daniela show? 
we, you know, I'm not big on a rebranding. You know, I always feel I like rebranding shows a weakness. So we may change Daniela's name. I'm thinking I may call her like something Pharaoh. I just got to think about it. Ooh. Okay. Oh my God, this is great. Well, you have to keep me updated, please. <laughs> but here she goes. I she's going to give you a final question. I don't know what she's going to ask you. It's off script. Right, hit me. And I want to thank you know, again for like taking so the time. Many. I want to thank you again for taking the time and joining us. Wonderful interview. Wonderful human being. Thank you so much. It was truly my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you can choose any song with no restriction as your entrance song, what would it have been? Hmm. Not the one present. That's a talking good about one. Any choice. No restrictions, no, no copyright, no nothing. <laughs> now, look, I'm going to say this because, again, I have no, no, no thoughts of going back to WWE, right? I, I don't think about it. I don't whatever. I'm going to just – this is just me being straight up. With Triple H, when he asked me what I want to use for a theme, I said the Hallelujah Chorus by Hondell. Why? Number one, everyone knows. About to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and number two, it is considered the most beautiful piece of music ever written because people stand up when they play it. And like Triple H, to his credit, he went, "Okay, done," and that was my music. So Daniela, I'm not like so. Uh, that is my choice, and and that theme has kind of followed me throughout my career because hey, it's public domain, but. Um, that, that is like when that music hits, yes, that, that's me. Um, past that. All right. Like, so I, I, I did, I, I got the music that I wanted, but if I had to pick like a current theme, um, I touched myself by the divinals. Mm, that's a good song. Okay. Are you just doing this for me? Like, are you just saying that? For me? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh I, I would rock that. Or if looks could kill by heart, I like that one. Mm. Heart? Oh, oh yeah. my! God. Yeah. Are you my wow. magic man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm coming to Sarasota. You're giving me a, a private interview, right? Absolutely. No, we can. That if you want, like seriously, let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> so, all good. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you, you for joining us. What an honor! You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Big fans of the NWA. Big fans of you. We're wishing Thank you guys you. the best. We're rooting for you. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Bye. All right, um, D. What'd you think, buddy? What a good, good Christian boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to behave myself. I'm not feeling good, and I'm like. Oh, my demons are getting yeah, but to you, me. you know what though? You could tell he's a he, he is a he's a really good guy. I know he's a really good guy, but I tell you, he got he got, he talked about the castle. You don't know what the castle's about. I do. Next show, you got to fill me in because I now I have to know all about it. And again, remind. Oh, I love him already. I love his humbleness. I love his passion. I love his faith. I love I love that he ha he sees like I said if you don't stand for something you fall for anything and That's he definitely it. you can hear the difference between working with WWE the way he would talk about it comparison to NWA like it's he this isn't work for him 
He's he's doing what he loves. Before well, it was work. You could well, tell it was work. I want to give you kudos. I see the same thing when you do this show. It's not work. It's just fun. But I can hear it in your voice. You're getting sick. So you better I take am. it easy. I was like blowing my nose when the camera was off me. All right. We need rest, vitamin C, lots of water. Take care I, of yourself. I'm resting all weekend. I got to get ready for, for November 11th for That's our it. big event. That is all. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, again, I want to thank our guest, Aaron Stevens. Incredible interview. I want to thank you, Daniela, for joining us yet again this Thursday night. I want to thank everybody, the Monty and the Farrell family. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Uh, we have another show, and then we've got Friday, Saturday, nothing but yeah, live interviews. With me. That's it. That is they, all. They got me like, what, three straight days in a row. That's oh. it. Unbelievable. All I'll right, guys. Soon, we'll see you soon. Thanks again. Much love.